Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and today we are joined by Sterling Snow. As one of Utah's most experienced marketers, Sterling Snow, Senior VP of Revenue at Divi, lives to hit goals and shatter expectations. He served as the Marketing Communications Director for Jive, one of Forbes' next billion-dollar startups, and grew their marketing team to maturity. While there, Sterling helped Jive win dozens of major awards from organizations such as USA Today, Deloitte, and Forbes. In March 2018, Sterling transitioned to a role as VP of Marketing at Divi, the expense management platform built to eliminate the headache of -of end-of-month reporting. Since then, lead generation has skyrocketed over 3,000%, and he has worked closely with sales to break all previous sales records. Recently, he moved to his current role as Senior VP of Revenue, focusing on the entire customer pipeline from marketing and sales through customer success and support. In his free time, Sterling enjoys playing basketball and soccer. Sterling is a firm believer in measuring what matters at all times and uses goal setting and evaluation to drive success. He also believes that the best way to achieve desired results is simply hard work. Welcome, Sterling Snow. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, and we're so happy to have you on our podcast. So are you ready to pour into our listeners? Yes, I am. All right. So Sterling, can you tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now? Yeah, it's, I'm sure, very similar to other people. I've had opportunities to lead small groups starting super early on in things like sports or volunteering groups. And that's progressed throughout my professional career with smaller teams at other companies. And now I currently am a senior vice president of revenue for Divi. So for us, that's marketing, sales, and customer success all rolled up into one. And we have a couple hundred people on the team. And that's a little bit about the journey and where we're at currently. So you're the senior VP at Divi. Can you tell us about your leadership style? Yeah. And just to clarify, there is a Divi company out there that does websites. We're actually a a financial platform. So we're a a software company. Um, With my leadership style, I feel like it's constantly evolving and changing. I feel like I learn new things all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way I want my leadership style to be is tailored to who I'm working with and who I'm leading. Different people need different things. Different personalities Mm -hmm. respond better to different types of leadership. 
And so I really try to seek to understand, to be empathetic. And while I'm certainly not perfect at it, that's the kind of leader that I want to be. How did you come to that? Because most people typically don't start that way. (laughs) Well, if I'm being totally honest, it was because of some failures in leadership and not being a good leader. And I think you learn some really hard lessons and you have to look in the mirror and understand what you're doing wrong. And so one of the things that we do here at Divi that's super helpful is we do employee surveys. People get to voice their opinions and the things that they disagree with, they like, and they hate in an anonymous way. And so they're very honest And some of those surveys and the results have been just incredibly educational for me Mm -hmm. uh, because leadership is something that you work on your whole life. Uh, Right. And how often do you have those surveys? Yeah, so we do pulses quarterly and full-on surveys a, a little less frequently, but we're always getting that feedback. It's incredibly helpful. Honestly, I wish I could do it in more aspects of my life, survey my friends and my family and see how I'm doing, uh, doing on that front. I bet you can. Yeah. I love that idea of getting a pulse and then having a more expanded survey. Now, Sterling, can you tell us which quote or quotes about leadership speak to you and why? Yeah, there's honestly so many quotes that I like. And there's a few that I think are by Roosevelt to talk about the man in the arena. Mm. And that one has always spoke to me. I think it's something like, it's not the critic who counts. And it's really about being in the arena, doing the work, trying, succeeding, failing, but being engaged. And that one speaks to me a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's how you live. I do my best to, absolutely. And sometimes you end up actually failing, and that means more to me now than I think it did earlier in my career, but it's absolutely where the learning is and what gives you a chance to be better going forward. It certainly tells me about you because you're in the arena, even though you can fail, because we all do, but you're in there. You're not just watching and criticizing like the quote says. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. All right. So Sterling, can you tell us about a leader who inspired you? (laughs) I've been super lucky. I feel like I've gotten to work for great leaders. I feel like I've uh, seen a lot of leadership in action. There was someone at my last company, Jive, who I respected a lot. His name was Matt Peterson. He was one of the co-founders and his leadership style was unique and was tailored to get the most out of A players. I really admired his leadership style, what he was able to do with his team and with his company. Uh, And that's uh, stood out to me throughout the years. So he was able to create a strong team. But what was it about him that inspired you? So for Matt, what I really admired was he took chances on me. Mm. He bet on me. He allowed me to have opportunities that at that point I wasn't qualified for, but Mm -hmm. he believed in the greater potential and he enabled me to succeed. And that to me, when a leader does that for someone, they don't have to be the warmest and cuddliest person. But if they do that, that speaks volumes about who they are as a leader. And for my style of being an employee, Mm -hmm. That uh, motivates me a ton. 
And do you take chances on people? I sure hope so. Um, I think that I try and emulate that. You know, we have one of the most successful people on our marketing team started as an intern and has grown into, you know, responsibility after responsibility. And I look at opportunities like that. And we have, you know, a RevOps manager who's just been amazing for us here, but it was his first time managing a team and we gave him that opportunity. So that's something that I try to live by as a leader for sure. Awesome. Now, Sterling, what's the best advice you've ever received? There's so much good advice out there. And like I said, I've been super blessed to have Mm -hmm. smart mentors. You know, one of the oldest pieces of advice I have that my dad told me, he said, watch who you step on on your way up. And a lot of times in kind of our cutthroat industry and software and SaaS, it just becomes a little cutthroat, like I mentioned. But if you treat people with compassion and do your best to understand the intrinsic value of humans, people will give you the benefit of the doubt when you mess up if you treat them well. Great advice. All right. So we talked a little bit about your team. What does it mean to you to have a good team and how do you build and sustain one? To me, building a good team means everything. You will fail without it 100% of the time. doesn't matter how good you are as an individual. If you don't have a good team, you will fail. As far as building one, it goes largely to who you bring onto the team and what opportunities you give them once they are there. You have to have hard conversations sometimes, but you should be just as quick to recognize the hard work and the successes that people are achieving and make sure that they feel appreciated. That's something I always try and do better at. That's, I think, how you build a good team is getting the right people on it and giving those people the right opportunities and the right resources to be successful. You know, I was just listening to Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, and she talks a lot about hard conversations. Let's talk a little bit about that. Is that something you practice? Yeah, it is something that I practice and I try and have a dry run before I have them just because I think it separates the okay leaders from the great ones is Mm -hmm. how you handle the hard conversations. So, yep, I try and practice that. Hey, leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. If you haven't downloaded your copy of the Master Leadership Journal, go to masterleadership.org forward slash MLJ to get instant access and begin growing your leadership with questions that have been curated by top level leaders. I've also included some cool extras for you at masterleadership.org forward slash MLJ. Sterling, can you tell us about a challenge that you've experienced and how it's shaped your life? Yeah, honestly, it might seem a little trivial and it, and it is. My life has largely been super blessed, but we had a really good basketball team in high school and I was a team captain for a few years and two years in a row, we made it all the way to the state championship, but lost in the last game. And uh, that was something for me, my whole goal was win a state championship and to get super close and to fail twice was brutal. And it shaped me because now (laughs) I think I value opportunities more and I never want the feeling of getting so close and missing ever again. 
it's honestly something I think about, you know, multiple times a day is making sure that I'm taking advantage of the opportunities that are in front of me so that I can not live with any of that regret. Mm -hmm. I've heard you say failure a couple of times. How has failure shaped your leadership? I think if I have any good attributes as a leader, they've been shaped by failure. For my personality, success breeds arrogance and, you know, haughtiness and a lot of hubris. And so my failures have been the things that have taught me that I have a lot of things to work on. I have to do better. I have to pay attention to my areas of weakness. And that's really been kind of my story. And hopefully every failure that I experience is something that I can celebrate and something I can learn from and then do better. I love that because I think that's true of a lot of us. Failure can get you to a place of humility, which does have a strong connection with wisdom. And that's what you're speaking, wisdom. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, Sterling, can you tell us about one of your greatest successes? Yeah, I think that what the team has been able to do here at Divi has been just a massive success. In one year, we grew over 500% for our employees, hit all of our revenue goals, added thousands of customers in a very competitive space, raised $70 million of venture funding. Like Some of those successes, and, and they aren't mine, they're the team's, but being a part of that has been one of my greatest successes, 100%. By this time, some of our listeners want to know more about how to connect with you. What's a good way to do that? Yeah, I'm active on LinkedIn. So Sterling Snow from Divi on LinkedIn is a great way to connect with me. And I end up talking to a lot of people about leadership or about industry trends or, or really anything on there. Thank you. Now, many leaders describe themselves as lifelong learners. What does that mean to you and what are you learning now? To me, it means that you have to be consistently aware that you have improvements that you need to make. You have to understand that you can't ever stop or ease up as far as your personal learning and growth and development goes because the second you do, you might as well just be six feet under. Great. All right. So, you know, most of our listeners are in education. So I love this question and I love asking it of people from different industries. If there were something you could change in education, what would that be? It's an excellent question. I actually think about this a lot. What I wish we could change in education is I think that we could do ourselves a service by understanding that education takes different forms for different people. That means you're going to go to graduate school for some. That means you're going to go to trade school for others. For others, that means you're going to get a job and you're going to learn and work your way up and consistently learn that way. And education, it's so much more than just the formal nature of it all. And I think that that is something that would benefit our society is to understand, acknowledge, and even promote that, that education can be multifaceted. We need to look at that deeply. And I believe that we are. I believe that it is changing, albeit slow, but it is, <laughs> it is taking that little turn. Um, sure. All right. So what have you read, watched, or listened to that our listeners should as well and why? 
there's obviously a wealth of amazing content out there for leaders, but there's a book, uh, Principle Centered Leadership by Stephen Covey that I just love. And the basic tenets are that our paradigm that we use to see the world and ourselves should translate into our leadership abilities and the things that we do with other people. And that's one of the things I would recommend to anyone who's moderately interested in leadership to read. Perfect. Thank you. Now, you have a lot of responsibilities. What do you do on a daily basis to set your mind? It's another excellent question. I've, I've done different things throughout the years. But for me, my morning routine is ridiculously important. You know, from my wake up time to, you know, I have an exercise routine in the morning. Then I listen to an educational, either an audio book or a TED talk or a podcast or anything like that. And then I visualize my top three to five tasks for the day. And I make sure I know what they are. And I do all that before I get into the office in the morning and that helps me to reset and refocus and make sure that every day is uh, productive. Do you get enough sleep? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't think so. And my wife would probably agree. I definitely think there's some people who get less than me, but I think at some point in my life, I will try and uh, balance that out a little bit better. I think that's a struggle for all of us, but I think it's so important because it's the time when our body rejuvenates and we really need it. Absolutely. Um, So Sterling, if you were to go back in time, what advice would you give the younger you about leadership? I would tell the younger me to start paying attention and valuing people and their contributions Mm. in a weightier way and not to put off those learnings. I would tell myself that you're not as great as you think you are and you need a lot of people to buy in and to contribute and to help if you want to get where you're going. And you can do yourself a lot of favors by learning how to deal with people and help them maximize their efforts and and that'll help with leadership. That's what I'd tell younger Sterling. Great. Thank you. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? This has been a a super interesting podcast as we looked at the questions for the first time, got to have a lot of moments of introspection. And one thing that I thought about a couple of times over that might be helpful for listeners is there is so much to be learned by doing really hard things, things that force you outside of your comfort zone, failing and learning from it. Mm. And I don't think most of us do that. Mm. One, because we're afraid to get out of our comfort zone. That's, mm. that's scary. That's hard. And two, because we look at failure like this end. And once you fail, you, you know, that's a terminal thing. When really, if we're doing it right, we get many chances to fail and to learn And that ultimately just makes us better leaders and more successful overall. Perfect. Sterling, I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. I thank you for letting me come on and chat a little bit. This was uh, super helpful for me too. Have a wonderful evening. You as well. Hello, leaders. In closing, here's a quick message. 
Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.